Welcome back to the Freemie World Studio Podcast. I'm your host Leanne and this is episode 40. This is the final episode of season 2 and it's a great one. So buckle up, get your coffee and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Framey World Studio podcast, a lifestyle podcast for independent creatives on a mission to spark joy and inspire your world through discussing creative ideas, hobbies and lifestyle topics for personal development and growth. On this podcast, we also support small businesses just like Framey World, which is the company that this is birthed from. Every month with that, we will interview guests talking through the journey of their world and seeing what we can learn, grow and create as a community. So before we get into today's episode, I am so excited that we have a very special guest for our final episode. I think I might say this another a couple of times in this episode, so apologies. But uh, we have a special guest today. We have Bea from Apenas Illustrator today and I am so excited. I have so many questions that I want to ask her and I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. It's been a little bit of a quiet time for me over the last few weeks. Well, it's not been quiet. It's been quite painful. I just wanted to update you because I've been missing in action a little. I have a wisdom tooth that impacted which caused a few delays and I kept pressing through work but I wasn't feeling too great and so it's been a whirlwind of a few weeks but I'm so excited to be feeling human again, pain free and I'm also back to catching up with all things Frame Your World Studio podcast and Frame Your World. It's just been a wild few weeks but Anyhow, the life continues and I know you're going to love today's episode. I get to sit down with a one of my favourite creators right now and I'm excited to share that with you. So let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you on Instagram at Co or at Studio Podcast. And this week I'll be back with a YouTube studio vlog as well. There's some exciting things in the works. We've also got a summer launch on the Sunday the 16th of May. I'm doing a shop update with some new products, refreshed products. I can't wait to tell you more about that. But first of all, let's get into our catch up with Bea. and thank you so much for being a guest on the Framey World podcast. It's uh, really exciting to have another creative here today and I would love to get straight into asking you all sorts of questions that popped in my head. Um, This is actually the final episode of season two from the podcast so I feel very honoured that you came on and it's so exciting to end with a creative story. as today's episode is all about finding your fit as a creative and, and now I get to talk to a fellow creative. Anyway, um, for anyone new listening, I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your journey as an illustrator and where it all started for you. Yeah, so hi. <laughs> um, so it has been a long story I think like I've only been an artist since I was a child and my father was like it has a fault in it because he used to buy me materials and all the kind of things but then as kind of we grow grow older people kind of tell you that yeah you have to take your mind off it and you'll never be possible to make it as an artist and that kind of things um so until I had to choose I don't know 
how it is in other countries. But when we get to the ninth grade, we have to choose like an area. And I was really like focused on being a veterinary. <laughs> and then a teacher of mine told me that if I was thinking about like becoming an artist and I never thought like about it. And in one week I decided to go to art school and it was kind of the beginning, I think. Um, but then I had to decide again in university and it's kind of those things here in Portugal. We only talk more about like going to architecture or design. So I never thought that was more options to that. And I went to design, but I didn't have a good time there. It was like I was feeling miserable. We actually had one illustration project there and my group kind of took me off of it because they said to the teachers that I was no good at it and yeah it was a mess so I ended up um, not finishing design mm -hmm. and I changed to conservation and restoration of arts which is something completely different like I was doing uh, cleaning and stuff like that for paintings sculptures all that kind of things and I saw that my school had like um like a program with a museum in India. So I went there with a friend of mine and I kind of discovered again, that creative part of my brain, I think. I don't know if it was just because I had some time to think or I don't know if it was from all the colors and all the smells and all the kind of things. Um, and I started to draw again. And when I came back from that internship, I created my Instagram. And I think it kind of started from there. And I started to develop my style. And I started with commissions. And then I started to think that maybe I could do something a little more creative and for myself. And yeah, I think that was the beginning of it. <laughs> What a story. And <laughs> I, I love it's so interesting that you, you know, you had moments where you felt like people had given some negative, they almost kind of tried to um point you in a different direction. I could totally relate to that in school as well. Art was my my best subject, but I was um had different voices at different points that were discouraging. And I've heard other artists say the same. I think I heard Catnip talk about it in Lunat Nugia once. So it's so interesting. Um I feel like yeah. some, I think it's that kind of mindset that people have, but I don't know why. <laughs> no, I think no one knows why. <laughs> yeah, certainly in our in our country in my um, education, I think sometimes in the past at least, um, creativity or entrepreneurship was kind of misunderstood. So I think so. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it comes from that history part of the starving artist that will never make it and dies in like completely misery. <laughs> and I think people still have that mindset and I don't think they can comprehend like how exactly can you make money with art? So they just think it's impossible. They don't even try to like understand it. And I did the same, like it's my own fault as well because I didn't do research and I just believed what everyone was saying that, but yeah, I think slowly, I think that mindset will start to change as well because of social media and YouTube. And I see a lot of like kids and teenagers seeing like channels and stuff like mine or other artists. And I think that maybe that can start changing. I hope so, at least. <laughs> Agents for change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
you actually perfectly kind of segued into my next question when I was asking about, I was going to ask you about uh, how you decided to, on what route to take your uh, art in the beginning. Um, I know they say sometimes starting is like the hardest part. Um, yeah. Did you have any thought process or did you try some things? How did that look for you? Um, I think I always try to draw the things that I really liked and the things that were around me. But I think that comes a lot with just trying different things and try to see what works for you and whatnot. Um, even with materials, but also in like style and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think it can change a lot and I think it progresses as you grow as well, not because your techniques also evolve, but you change your mindset, you change the things that you like. Yeah. And I think this just goes with keep trying and not just leave it aside and hope that will, I don't know, grow itself or something. Uh, I know it's hard in the beginning to like to understand what you like and what not, but only making it, I think it's the only way that you can figure it out, I think. And yeah. For anyone new listening, and I've, I've probably introduced this at the beginning, but um, Bia makes some beautiful stationery and gift products that will be linked to in the bio. So make sure you check those out. My next question was actually around stationery because as a stationery geek, I love uh, all sorts of uh, notebooks, stickers and postcards, bookmarks. And I love that one of the first products I found through your YouTube channel, which is how I came across you, was your process in making notebooks, which <laughs> was really cool and fun to watch and inspiring. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess, how did you um, start in that process of choosing to make notebooks and did you start um, with notebooks or was it another product? I think it was notebooks. I think so, yeah. Um, I have no idea how that came to my mind, really. Um, I think I always like stationery and go to stationery shops. I think every kid that is like stationery has that dream of having their own stationery shop one day and I think I was just looking maybe like I, when I was studying in art school I always like to do my own sketchbooks and choosing the right kind of paper for me and all that kind of things and I, I think it started there and when I was thinking about starting my business as I started to think that maybe I would like to do my own notebooks and I was actually trying to make a totally different business on the side and I got these really nice papers with like gold in it and flowers and like all the kind of things and I started to like hand binding them mm -hmm. and they look really cute and everything but then I thought why am I not doing this <laughs> with my work that I'm already doing in illustration so yeah it kind of started from that I went to um, a shop and I printed some covers and I stitched them and people really seem to like them and then yeah I just started from there and I think it was notebooks and stickers I think and then I started like to plan things and use it bullet journals and stuff like that and I discovered that I also loved stickers <laughs> so then I started to make stickers <laughs> and I think yeah it was the beginning and just trying to do things that I already loved and that I use as well 
but yeah, I don't exactly know the moment that I thought that I wanted to do that kind of product or that kind of product. It was just me uh, using them and maybe, yeah, just loving them and wanted to make some for myself, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's something really satisfying. I don't know if you get this, Bea, but having uh, drawn a design and then making it into a sticker and seeing it come to life. It's, it's really so cool. <laughs> It's so nice, especially if you do like digital illustration. Mm -hmm. It's just that thing of drawing on a digital thing and then seeing your work come to life in like a physical form. Yeah. Just so, so cool. <laughs> I love that part. I absolutely love that part. I was a messy painter. I loved watercolor and oil pastels and stuff like that. And I was messy. So this is like revolutionary that I can do all that. On yeah. It's true. I started with watercolor and I used it for like two years in illustration. And then when I went digital, it was like, this is so cool. <laughs> like the process of the watercolors, like you had to paint and then you have to digitize your work and then you have to clean it up on Photoshop. And then only after that, you can create products. And now I can just draw and they are done. It's, like, it's so cool. <laughs> Um, it's also funny because I was thinking when you were saying about your art books in, in art school, you know, I had this kind of unwritten rule that every journal I had had to be something different, you know, just an excuse to yeah. book, really. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess what, uh, talking about making products, what inspires you with the illustrations that you create today? How do you get that inspiration to create an, a character, for example? I think it's all the things around me, all of these things, like the more cute character style came with my niece because I came from India and I started my Instagram channel, uh, Instagram uh, page. And then I thought about making her a little book because she was turning one. Um, and I think a lot of that initial uh, inspiration came from her and now my little nephew as well. And the traveling, I mean, <laughs> this yeah. all started <laughs> with traveling, which now is kind of stopped. So I had to figure out different kind of ways to, to get their inspiration, but just getting out of the house and just maybe just go for a walk and just draw the things around me that make me happy, like flowers and I don't know, happy colors and all that kind of things. I think that's the thing the mix of colors and cute things and things that I love. I think that's the biggest inspiration, I think. <laughs> and yeah. traveling, but we'll get there someday. <laughs> oh, cheeky side question. Where's been your, where is your favorite place to have traveled so far? That was a bad way to say that. Oh, that's hard. Uh, that is so hard. I really loved India because you have so many places to go like you can have desert you can have mountains you can have city you can have lakes like you have so many things and all the people there were so wonderful i've met and made so many nice friends um so i think it was probably one of my favorite places and indonesia maybe as well mainly because of the people like i have so many funny stories from there one time we ran out of battery on our phones and we couldn't find our way to our hostel. Uh -huh. And this guy noticed that we were on the side of the road. He stopped, he gave us our phone, like him, um, their phone. Yeah. And 
we just went on a GPS. He went on the bike, uh, like behind us and we got to the hostel. We gave back your phone and it was off. Like <laughs> he just gave us their phone and he was like, go take my GPS and go. I was like, okay. Wow. Like the trust, it was just so lovely. All the people there are so, so lovely. So I think that was a big plus. I don't know. I think there's always something special about places. So it's really hard for me <laughs> to define, but India, it's definitely on my top three, at least. Did you live there or was it part of your travel journey? Um, I already been there twice. So the first uh, time it was when I did the internship. So I was more on South uh, India. And the second time I went with my boyfriend and I stayed there for two months, I think. And it was more on the North part. So amazing. Yeah, it's really lovely. It's on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a big list as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He keeps setting up. <laughs> so, as I said earlier as well, you know, I've watched and been inspired by so many um, amazing people in our field. Uh, this is one of my favorite questions. Uh, but, Bia, you stood out to me because uh, you came across as authentic and unique and you were content in your own journey. That was the impression you, you left on me. And uh, running your own race and doing your thing. And I love that. Um, I'm not sure if it's something that you do consciously, which I mentioned, but what gems do you think you can share with anyone new listening, any new creators or people who are looking to kind of be inspired with their project that helps you stay authentic in the art that you create and share? Yeah, I think, as you said, it's not something that I have in mind. I just, in the beginning, I was really worried and I know it's hard because you are getting so much out of your comfort zone, like you're talking to a camera and you are alone in the room. So it was one of my biggest concerns that I wasn't being myself. So that makes me really, really happy. And I don't know, I think it's just, it comes to you as you go, like you start to get more comfortable. And I think you start to also be more like yourself, but yeah, just try to, take your mind off how people perceive you or what opinion people have of you. And I know that's really hard, but that's something that I've been trying to get better at. Yeah. And I think when once you get that out of your mind, you start to be more like yourself and not doing things just because everyone else is doing or yeah. talking a certain way just because everyone talks like that. And I'm not speaking my first language. So <laughs> I also had that in mind because I know maybe sometimes I can say things differently or not being, I don't know. I don't know. I'm always afraid of being misunderstood. So yeah, that makes me happy. But I don't know. I think it comes from like my education and stuff like that. My parents always taught me that I have to like fight for things and like everyone can have an opportunity if you fight for it. Mm -hmm. So I just don't take anything from granted. <laughs> I think that's uh, the biggest part of it. It's amazing. It's incredible. And I, I don't underestimate what I say because I work in social media during the day. So I see um, some of the challenges. I face those challenges. And um, I think sometimes it can be easy to get sucked into that rabbit hole of having to be the same or is you know to be successful as a certain format for example and that's a wider conversation but actually it's you know because it's how you define success but 
um, you know, you see social media and it'll tell you you have to look a certain way or be a certain way. And actually, I think there's something special in being that authenticity and having the courage to go at the pace um, that, yeah. that's right for each of us. And so it's interesting that you, of what you said, I know there's gold in that. And I love that we get to share that gold in the podcast. So, so thank you for that. People just need to be themselves. Like, I don't wear makeup on my day-to-day just because I'm filming. I'm not going to put on makeup just to, like, because I'm filming. <laughs> like, and I think I'm now reaching more people and that scares me a little bit. But I think if I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed and I'm overthinking things of how I'm appearing, of how I'm talking or something like that, sometimes a break and just to rethink things and reevaluate things and, rethink why you are making what you are making can really help and sometimes taking a break Uh, last week I didn't film for like three days and that really I don't know it sparks that thing again like why you are doing it and the next week you'll come and with a fresher mind and everything will be reset and (laughs) it's nice to take a break for that as well I'm here for the reset (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so congratulations on this new kind of growth spurt that you've been talking about and I know on your Patreon, which I'm so privileged and honoured to be a part of. If anyone wants to know more about that, again, I'll pop the link down below. Yeah, you've been sharing on your social media channels that um, uh, about the growth challenges and I guess I wondered if you had any of kind of gems to share around the wins and the challenges you face in, in being a grown business. Yeah, I think not giving up, it's a big part. And I think a lot of people say this lightly, but I know it's so hard because it's been months and months and months and you see nothing happen sometimes. And sometimes other creatives start in one month and in the other month, they have like an immense growth and you're like, is there something wrong with me? It's because of my personality. It's because the way I speak and you start to question so much about yourself. And especially with artists, I think our art is so much of ourselves that if people don't like it, it feels like people don't like us. So I know it's really hard to self-doubt, but it's really not giving up and seeing things not happening, but keep doing them. And I think a lot of people, even if my case, I've been doing YouTube for a year and a half now. And I know people that have been doing YouTube for five years and they have like one fifth of my subscriber or something like that and they deserve so much more and this really it frustrates me it's one of those things that really frustrates me because it's really really hard but yeah just not giving up and trying to be I don't know consistent and even when you feel like you're not talking to anyone try to think that you have a thousand followers that want your video to be like on the right time on like be consistent and I think that really helped on my case but trying not to compare with other people which I also know that it's really really hard but it really is to keep pushing and if you need a break take a break and rethink things but try to keep it uh, as we go and yeah it's hard but I think not giving up and not giving like yourself down I think it's a big part of it and it doesn't come from anywhere no one comes from anywhere even people that grow immensely on a month we have no idea how much they work before that Um, so yeah it really is everyone has their own path as well 
so it's hard yeah it, you make some really good points and I think that was the the point that was trying to uh, get home to me as well about you know growth is not a straight line when yeah you, it's true in fact actually it was a friend who's a nurse that said that to me if you think about it when you go on life support you know it's uh, it's not when the line is up and down that people are worried it's when the line is flat yeah and that's um, definitely kept me going. Although, I, full disclosure, probably have to have this conversation with myself. At least once a month. <laughs> it's it's hard. And I get a lot of messages now of people that maybe just uh, found my YouTube channel for the past month or something like that. Oh, you're going so fast because I went from 3K to 10K in like two months or something. But before that, my growth was very slow. And I remember it took me like four months to get to 100 subscribers. And I had to ask all my family and friends to subscribe, like basically begging. <laughs> and it's not, it doesn't come from nowhere. It comes with a lot of hard work and persistency and not giving up. I think that's like the major thing it's even when people seem to not believe in you you have to keep believing in yourself yeah. and that's really hard to do but we just have to keep doing them because if we love them like I would continue to make videos even if no one would watch it because I would like to have that um, memories so yeah just keep doing it and eventually if it is with the right reasons yeah. I think good things will come Oh, at least oh. <laughs> that's how I think of it <laughs> that needs to be captured in a bottle <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to be listening to this podcast like every month now <laughs> uh, just for the reminder <laughs> it's like therapy <laughs> um, we can do a whole march about this <laughs> I <know>. yes. <laughs> And, and actually, when you mentioned about consistency, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, were, you, were you uploading consistently all the time? Because maybe that's something as well, you know, it's um, whatever it is, whether it's an art project, a YouTube video, it's, it's that consistency that, that can be the key, I think. Um, yeah, for the past year, I changed my days because you also have to find the way that works best for you so in the beginning I was posting on Wednesday but then it wasn't like working for me so I kept changing that and I think it won't it started to grow more once I started to have that consistency and that mindset of having the things ready at the same time at the same day and I think that's really helped especially since the beginning of the year I've seen like a major increase since I started to do that and also trying to improve my videos and trying to, I don't know, see what can be improved week by week and not just making them just because I wanted to post a video every week. Yeah. I think I stopped for like two weeks um, last year or three weeks and I did like a lot of rethinking of what I wanted to change and stuff like that. And from there on also really improved a lot <laughs> being intentional good. yeah it's true <laughs> I know that many of our uh, listeners that run their own small business uh, uh struggle with the balancing act of marketing and wearing all the different hats you know running multiple channels and being in all the different places I wondered um how you have found uh, have you found a balance that has helped you to grow um and could you share any tips with our listeners to find that balance it's hard. <laughs> I think 
I had a moment, I really remember this, was when I, I started, I came from my second trip in Asia with my boyfriend and I started my business and I was working part-time and I was really struggling because I had so many ideas. So I wanted to do everything at the same time and I had to keep in my mind that I couldn't do it all in like, in one sitting, I can like divide things and do things like monthly or weekly. And I think that really helped. But I think there's no right answer because things that can work for someone cannot work for others. Yeah. And I've been trying to follow like those rules of, I don't know, writing to-do lists and stuff like that. But maybe that doesn't work for other people. And I think it's a lot of trying out for since the beginning of the year, I have like this uh, thing that I really wanted to like structure my time better and stuff like that. So I tried different things. I was trying to have one day dedicated to something, then another day dedicated to other things. And that was working, but then one thing overloads with work, then yeah. the other things get lost. So I saw uh, actually on Monkey Mitaka um, vlog and she said that she's dividing things by weeks. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to try that as well. So I don't have the answer because I'm still trying things for myself. Yeah. But for me, writing things down and having ideas and just keeping in mind that I don't have to do everything in one sitting, like for my shop and for Patreon and stuff like that. I can do things in one month and then other things in another month and just try to keep that in mind. I think it really helps. But yeah, try not to overwork myself and just try not to like to process things and not overthink things as well. <laughs> but I'm still trying to figure things out. But I think I'll try that weekly things like one thing one week maybe for Patreon, yeah. another week maybe for my shop. And I think that's a nice idea. <laughs> try different things as a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> try to see what works for yourself and what not. Yeah, and I've had this thought myself recently. I wonder if different seasons require different systems. Sometimes a season works well. Yeah, because in summer you have like a big day and maybe you can do yeah. I think so, yeah. On winter we should be at home on the fireplace <laughs> on the couch. Maybe the day should be smaller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask about something I noticed when I was just doing a bit of brainstorming and research about your website I noticed that you mentioned you've got a trademark for your beautiful brand I know that it will vary depending on country but I'm sure it's something many creators think about and I wondered if you had any advice to share about on the topic of you know trademarks and protecting your work and the process that might be helpful to anyone listening mm -hmm. so I guess in all countries is different in Portugal it's quite simple I was really afraid that someone would take my name or my brand and sorry, I actually did a research on Google and I noticed that it was a company with the same name as mine, but they wasn't, they weren't like a registered, 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 <laughs> trademark. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I have to do this. And it's just basically you do the logo, you go to the website, you say like, more about your business your name and then just they have to accept it it's expensive but yeah it was I think 
the first investment that I did on my business with my first paycheck. <laughs> it was for that, just to get it out of the way. And at least here in Portugal, you have to renovate every five years. So we'll see if I keep the name. <laughs> I'll just change it to something else because I know a lot of people have problems saying my name and I really wouldn't like that. But yeah, it's quite simple, at least in here. Um, and I also have been having a lot of comments regarding copyright because there's a lot of questions about that. Yeah. And Resistioning your brand is totally different from copyright. Yeah. Like the brand just protects your identity as brand, but all the work that I do and for artists and stuff like that, all yeah. the work that you do is copyrighted. You don't have to register anything. The work is yours because you made it. That's automatically copyrighted. So you don't have to worry about registering that, but you have, if you have a brand name and especially if, it's not your name or something like that and you have to register that yeah maybe you should do it and I, I i really advise you but because it's expensive but other than that you have nothing to lose yeah. because it's there and you're protected and that's the reason i did it hello ed and lee here just wanted to let you know if you are in the uk and you want to check out anymore around um trademarks then you can head over to gov.uk or trademark.ipo.gov UK. I don't know the websites and maybe the process is different. I know that I think I was rejected on the first time, like when I did the trademark. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it was from the logo or something because you have to have the logo and all that kind of things. But then other than that, it was super easy. It's a long process. It takes a couple of months sometimes. I feel like this could be a whole episode of itself. To talk yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just about copyrighted because there's a lot of confusion about that and people um, thinking about just because they see your work online and on Pinterest and stuff like that, that you can use it, but that works belongs to someone. So yeah. <laughs> that can be a whole episode for sure. <laughs> for sure. So what's next for Bia and what can you share with us? Is there any exciting projects coming up and how can we connect with you after the podcast? Um, this year has been quite exciting because I've been trying a lot of new products and for the first time ever I'm manufacturing things like the you probably know about this and this is the first time I'm talking about it that is the washi tapes and now the pins probably that's a possibility so it has been really exciting to also like invest on that uh, part of my business as well and try to look at manufacturers it's like a really big thing for me but it's a big step but it's really exciting and it's nice to think that way ahead and it's really cool so I think that's the most exciting thing right now and just investing in in yourself and in your business it's really really cool and it's been really interesting to have that part as well yeah. and I think I don't know every week can be exciting if you have like new things going on and new ideas and even notebooks I've been doing notebooks for so long but just doing a new design it's so exciting for me it's so cool so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really love it all I totally understand where you're coming from uh it's so fun that you get to create something and see it come to life um you just had your uh, April launch shop update I believe yeah yeah 
Have you planned it was nice. one yet? Or is it still in the works? I'm trying to do one some month, but we'll see if I can do that because that is just crazy. <laughs> but we'll see. I'm trying to have one for May because I'll try to have more sublimation products like mouse mats and coasters. And yeah, I'm really excited about that as well. But we'll see. <laughs> Me, I, I'm a little crazy sometimes and don't understand my... <laughs> like my limits but I'll get there we'll see <laughs> I mean that's, I think that's just the creative genius in us <laughs> yeah we just can't stop <laughs> what's the best channel for people to connect with you on what would you like them to go I'm basically everywhere now you are um, yeah <laughs> I'm always a Finnish illustrator and I'm on YouTube I'm on Instagram I'm on TikTok Patreon <laughs> and I have Etsy and my own website that is www.apinasillustrator.com I love it thank you so much for sharing your story and your insight and your gems with us today I really appreciate your time thank um, you so much for having me it was so lovely to talk to you <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> It's a joy for me to be able to talk to another creative. So yeah, um, welcome back on. You're welcome back onto the podcast anytime, B. Yay! Thank you. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Frame Your World Studio podcast with me, your host Leanne McDuff, and our special guest today, Bia from Apenas Illustrator. Don't forget to go and check out her stuff. And yeah, I'll see you in the next season of the Frame Your World Studio podcast. We will be taking a short break for around about three weeks. But if you want to stay in tune with when the next episode will drop, then make sure you jump over to Instagram or TikTok at Frame Your World Co. And I will let you know then. Thank you, thank you, thank you for every single one of you who have stayed, who have listened, who have subscribed and I hope you will continue to stay with us. There is some big news coming, I can't wait to share it and I've got so many thoughts, ideas on improving things so if you would like to be involved, if you want to jump on as a guest, I would love to connect with you. Let me know over at Frame Your World Co on Instagram. I'm on a mission to inspire your everyday and I can't wait to speak with you soon. Don't forget in the meantime to frame your words so you can frame your world.